Welcome to exclusive coverage of the Miami Book Fair International. For more information, log on to MiamiBookFair.com. Sandy Rosenthal is a courageous and indefatigable, indefatigable warrior for justice. And um, Scott Knowles from Drexel University, author of Disaster Experts, um, said that she is putting herself in the path of the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers, the local media, academia, and entrenched political interests in order to get to the truth about the New Orleans levee system. It took guts as well as masterful community organizing. Anyone who is interested in Hurricane Katrina in America failing infrastructure will want to read this book told in a fast-paced narrative. And what's interesting about this book is we, you know, there's certain villains what we know about, you know, for Hurricane Katrina. And there's certain narratives we know about, you know, Attaboy Brownie and, and the whatnot. But this is a story that we really haven't heard. So I'm, I'm really glad to have you on. Um, Sandy is uh, a New Orleans author. This is your first book. And uh, why don't we start by a little bit of your background. How is it that you came to New Orleans? I married a, a local born and raised New Orleanian. Uh, and I think the first words out of his mouth when I met him in college were, I'm from New Orleans. I'm going to live there the rest of my life. <laughs> so <laughs> so, um, so I, I guess I knew right from the get-go that if we got married, I would be moving to New Orleans. And that's exactly what happened. That's funny. And you're from Boston? I am. That's where I, where I can park the car in the yard. And um, I still have a Boston accent. <laughs> I'm from Providence. I've, I've worked to lose it somewhat, but uh, it comes back. And that is my one of my biggest fears of this interview is that it will come back <laughs> by the end. And um, so um, so you actually, which, what strikes me as interesting about this whole story is uh, well, I think sometimes a non-native can tell a story of a region better than a native because they, they see it from an outside, outside perspective. So that the fact that you're not from New Orleans isn't what surprises me about the book, is that you write a book about the Army Corps of Engineers and you, know, you have an MBA from what, Loyola, I believe? Actually, my MBA is from Tulane University. Oh, Tulane. I'm sorry. I got confused. And, um, and your background's in marketing. And and so you, you're not you don't come from you know, that that discipline, but you, you've you quickly become one of their biggest crit critics, and um, so that's that's kind of it's interesting that um, you, you, the unlikely heroine, so to speak, of, of such a story, and uh, so um, why don't you why don't you tell us about what your life was like before Katrina? Before Hurricane Katrina's storm surge arrived. I can best describe myself as being a regular mom, regular housewife, regular 48-year-old living in uptown New Orleans. Uh, I did have a part-time job at that point in my career, uh, which was copywriting. Uh, I, I was good at taking complex material and putting it out there in an easy format for people to understand. So that's who I was. No special skills, no special training. Then the levee breach event happened, and I was in an unusual space, to, so, so to speak, because my husband was an insurance agent, and he had told me to pack for three weeks. He had lived in New Orleans during Hurricane Betsy and remembered six weeks with no electricity, six weeks with no ice, six weeks no phone. And he said, pack for three weeks, we're getting out of here, and we won't be back for a while. And I did. And because I packed for three weeks, that, that put me in a relatively secure space 
that I could watch the disaster unfold and watch the disastrous response unfold as well. And if, if it weren't for that background, that preparation, I don't think I could have taken on the mantle that I did after the levees broke. When you say the background preparation, the fact that you had three weeks for, you know, stuff as opposed to, you know, other people who just kind of figure they'll go for a few days and come back. 100% of the people I've interviewed packed for two days. Wow. Just, just brought a change of underwear. Nobody packed for three weeks. I brought my checkbook. I brought my um, important materials, paperwork that I needed, my laptop, everything. And you, you bring your dogs too, I thought. Right? And the dog. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, and so you also talk about the Millers. Mm-hmm. who they they stayed partly because of their dogs, I believe. They Well, they stayed for a lot of reasons and not just their dog. Uh, uh, and I discussed this in depth in my book. Why did people stay? Um, many of the elderly stayed, and, and books are written on that subject. They stay in the face of knowing that this monster storm is coming. And from what I understand, the reason is stubbornness. They, 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 they're set in their ways. They don't want to leave. They want to stay in their home. And many of them perished. Uh, a lot of them did stay to take care of their pets. Uh, a lot of them uh, didn't have uh, the luxury of having family that they could move in with. Uh, many people perished for many different reasons. But yes, uh, the Millers stayed, and uh, they they um, they admit afterward they were lucky to be alive. They were absolutely lucky, and I really it was important to me to have the Millers in the story and tell their story because they represent so many families of right. people who stayed and were able to leave and chose to stay. Now, what was it like? I mean, you were what I think in Jackson. Our first evacuation location was Jackson, Mississippi, which we had scoped out in advance because they had internet in the hotel and they were dog friendly. Unfortunately for us, when Hurricane Katrina um, moved through New Orleans, it went straight to Jackson. Uh-huh. So we had, to, we had to relocate again. And Baton this, Rouge. Time, this, no, this time was to Lafayette, Louisiana, which is about a little further away than Baton Rouge. And that's where we ended up staying for three months. Wow. So what was your reaction watching in, as it unfolded and seeing the city, I think, what, 1.80% was underwater? Incredibly painful, incredibly shocking. Uh, the evacuation went from a fairly upbeat, you know, let's make the best of this situation to uh, absolute um, traumatic horror. Uh, I, I do know now that I was in uh, post-traumatic stress syndrome for several months. I, I realized that later, I didn't understand what was happening to me at the time. It was absolutely shocking. Even the most desperate appeals to the people of New Orleans to get out of town never said anything about levees breaching uh, right. and the city filling up with water. No. And did you know many people who lost, who perished? I, I personally know one person who actually drowned in the flood. Uh, we're, a partic- we're fairly small cities. It's uh, maybe uh, a million, three quarters of a million people in the city. And there are many people like myself who actually know somebody who drowned. Thank you, Sandy Rosenthal. The book is Words Whispered in Water, Why the Levees Broke in Hurricane Katrina, also known as the Levee Event. And uh, and she will be appearing in, at the Miami Book Fair, which is 
November 15th through uh, November 22nd, and it will be miamibookfaironline.com. It is a virtual event, and it is the country's biggest book fair, so be sure to check it out. Um, Sandy, it's been great having you, and uh, have a, a great fall and a great book fair, um, and best of luck to you in New Orleans. Thank you for inviting my comment. Thank you. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.